Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. All right. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Katie May Show. I have a very special guest with me today, and his name is Austin Black. And he's going to be sharing with you guys an awesome story. And I'll let him get to that here in a minute. Um, Austin and I uh, met each other through a mutual referral. And he actually featured me on his uh, summit recently. So it's very honored to be a part of that. Uh, but Austin is just making some awesome headway in the financial industry. And he helps couples navigate the very difficult topic of the financial discussion. So I thought he would be an amazing resource for all of you listeners on here. Um, from what we hear and what statistics show, finances are um, the number top two, one or two reasons people get divorced. So um, Austin, tell the audience a little bit about who you are and your story about how you, you got into this business. Yeah, well, Katie, thank you so much for having me on. It was a, a real pleasure to have you be part of that summit. We talked to a lot of the same people, so it's great to be able to, to co-mingle and collaborate and kind of help each other out in communicating that message because it is so important. So I'm, I'm honored and excited to be on the show today. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, my wife and I live in West Central Missouri. we got two young daughters, live on a, a small ranch, and we like to live outside as much as possible. But we also like to live uh, debt free and cash flow positive. So that's kind of where everything, you know, came in our life. Um, my wife and I, we got married about seven years ago and we came into our marriage uh, completely debt free, you know, per, from our personal um, lives. And then about a year into our marriage, we bought our, our house. And the really cool thing was, you know, we've been following the Dave Ramsey plan since even before we got married. I had gone through some of the stuff. We went through the Financial Peace University course um, right after we got married and really got on the same page at that point. And that really set us up to be able to talk to each other, communicate with each other, create a plan about how we were going to tackle our financial future together. Um, and, and the big thing for us was the house that we bought. So we bought that about a year after we were married. And when we bought it, we got it on a 15-year note, and we had planned on paying it off in about seven years was our goal. We didn't want to have that full 15-year note. We wanted to get it paid off so we could move on with life and everything else we wanted to accomplish. And to back up a little bit before all of that, I guess probably I should kind of give a little bit more of my personal backstory. I first kind of started my financial journey about uh, three years prior to that, whenever I, I realized one night that even though I wasn't spending a lot of money. I was overspending my paycheck as a, as a, as a bachelor and realized that I didn't even have enough money to go buy groceries one night. Uh, the money was in the account, but I had already overspent my paycheck for that month. And that really woke me up to say, okay, um, this is a problem that I've got to fix if I am not going to go broke. So that, that night really helped me take a complete 180 and realize the importance of managing money, of, of being financially responsible, of making wise financial decisions. 
So that's what that's what got me into the whole program of Dave and just understanding money even more, um, you know, which was kind of the catapult for my wife and I and our success. Fast forward then through all that, through the house buying and everything, staying committed to each other, to a plan, to a goal, to a vision, helped us to invest into retirement and put money into our kids' college saving, cash flow, our farm purchases, our vehicle purchases, everything we were buying take care of emergencies that came up. And then on top of all of that, oh, by the way, we paid our house off in less than five years, not 15, wow. not seven, less than five. So wow. The, wow. The, the journey that we went on was, I still amazed myself that we actually did it, but we did it because we were focused, we were intentional, we were committed to the plan. Um, so that's kind of our financial story and our journey. Um, you know, how I got into the coaching two and a half years ago, having gone through this process we've been on mm -hmm. and learning how much success we'd had, learning how we were working together as a couple. I had the opportunity to go through master financial coach training through Dave Ramsey's program and decided, Hey, I can, if I do this, I can take two passions I have. Number one, helping and teaching others. Number two, talking about money. I love those two things. If I can put those two things together, I can have a business. I can help people. I can just empower other couples. That's what got me started in, into the coaching. And I've been doing for about two and a half years now. And like you say, you know, talking about the financial discussions, that's where it all starts. Um, you know, if you cannot get on the same page with your spouse, if you cannot simply talk about money, you're never going to be able to win with money. I say you, you're going to, you, you can't talk about money if you're always fighting about money. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't work. So that's where a lot of my work really stems from is just understanding each other, understanding our money psychologies, our, our money personalities, you know, on the same page with each other and making that work as a couple. I, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Austin. I want to, I want to go back a little bit because I know so many people are listening and they're thinking like, well, that's good for him. Right. But like, we didn't start out debt free. Like we got a ton of debt we have. Right. And so it's like, because I mean, the, the mass majority of America, like just lives in debt. And yes. we know when you, when you get to know people on a real level, we know so many people, even who look wealthy are broke because they are living paycheck to paycheck and everything they make goes right back out to pay for the debt that they've accrued with their stuff, because that is just the quote unquote American dream that so many of us fall into in that trap. I mean, I, myself and my husband have fallen into that trap too. So I know there are people on here thinking this just seems enormous to me, right? Like impossible to me. Yeah. So what are just some like kind of words of advice you can speak into those people who are in those situ that situation right now together and feeling that way? Yeah. So you, you said something there that's kind of the key point. And it's that, you know, we just, it's the standard. Everyone just does it. We don't even think about it. We just do it. And that right there is the number one problem that most couples have is they just do it without thinking about it. They go out and they get the, the brand new car or they have the student loans that have been hanging around for 10 years or they get the 30 year mortgage and don't plan on paying off any sooner than 25. That's just society. It's what we have been trained to do is what all of our friends probably do. And we honestly don't, we don't know any different. We haven't been taught any different. So that's just the standard routine. So the idea that 
it can be different that you had the opportunity to become debt free, that you had the opportunity to live a different life sounds foreign to most people because, because hardly anyone else does. You know, 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. It just, that's just the way it is. So the, the very first thing that I would tell folks is if you are going to be like everyone else, you're not going to hit that goal. You're not going to become that free. You're not going to hit that a life of achieving because you're doing everything everyone else. Is. So the very first thing that you have to do is you've got to change your mindset. You have to believe this is possible. I got to do something differently, but I have the power and the ability to do something differently. If I just change my mindset and change my behavior and sounds easy. It's not <laughs> easy to do. I will be the very first person to say that that is not easy to do, which is why you and I work with people to help them accomplish that help them change their mindset, change their behavior, because it is a very, it's, it's, it's a difficult, hard journey that takes time that not everyone is successful. I'll just, I'll be honest with about it. Yeah. My wife and I, as we were looking back at the journey that we went on to actually get our house paid off in less than five years, because that's just who, how many people do that? I mean, I know that we are anomaly in that. And when I looked back to the process that we went through, there's three things that made it possible for us. We had a goal. We stayed focused on that goal and that focus made us intentional about every single decision that we made. That was really all it came down to. We didn't have a lot of, it, of money. We didn't have a big income. We didn't go out and do all this other stuff. We just had a goal that we stayed focused on and therefore made intentional decisions. And that was what took us to that journey. So it's all about the mindset. It's about the behavior. It's about just, no, first of all, number one, believing it's even possible. Because if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Yep. That's so cool. And I love that because so many of those principles align completely with my coaching with just making your marriage work in general, right? Like you have to believe yeah. your marriage is, is going to work first. <laughs> right. You got exactly. Put out, you're believing, Hey, it might not work. It might, the belief uh, mindset is everything, but that's exactly for those of you listening and wondering like the difference between, um, a, th a therapist and a coach, like he pretty much summed it up right there. Like we help you overcome those mindset blocks. We help you understand what blind spots you're harboring within yourself that you're not even aware of. And then that's exactly why working with say Austin with maybe you've tried other methods in the past and they have not been successful. There's something deeper there. Right. And it's usually with your mindset. It's usually with the beliefs that you're already harboring and you're unaware of. Um, and Austin, I know people are also sitting here thinking like, okay, sure. I got to get out of debt, but that means I got to give up so much. I'm going to have to restrict myself so much. I'm going to, I'm going to have to just live the lifestyle. I really don't want to live in order for me to get out of debt. So maybe I'll just stay in debt. Like, what would you say to that? Well, number one is a choice, right? I mean, <laughs> It's it, it's it's entirely your choice. Do you want to live like this or do you want to change? It's entirely your choice. I cannot make anyone become debt free, and I cannot make anyone go into debt. That is a personal choice that you make with your money, with your life, with your lifestyle. So it's on you. Is this is the first thing? You know, whichever way you want to go. Um, yes, it does take some sacrifice. It's really easy to wander into debt but you have to intentionally walk out of it. That, that's the only way that's possible. So if you are in you know, a load of debt and you're like, I don't even know if how this is possible. I mean, I, I visit with people all the time, like 
there's no way we can get our house paid off in less than 20 years. There's no way that we can, can go buy a car without a loan. There's no way that we can, you know, retire with over a million dollars in our investment account. Even if we do start today and, and invest next 30s, it just, we can't do it. There's not enough money there. And the very first thing that I ask them is what's your budget look like? What's your income? What's your expenses? And 9.8 times out of 10, they don't know. So honestly, I tell people, you can't say that you have to limit yourself when you don't even know what you're currently doing. Because most of the time, we think we know what's going on. We think we know how much money we're making, how much money we're spending, how much money is left over, what it's going to take to become debt-free. But until that is written down on a sheet of paper to the dollar, you really, you have an idea, but you don't truly know. That is the biggest reason why we were able to achieve the success that we did with our debt was we followed a, a very specific budget every single month for five years. Every single month, we knew exactly how much money we had to spend on our essentials, to put towards savings, to put towards debt. We had a goal we hit on average every single month. So it's it's about taking that control. And, and right now, most people, if they are, we'll say swimming in the debt, the honest reality is they're not taking control. They're just, they're trying to survive. They're trying to float, but they, they don't have any control of where they're going. They're just trying to keep up with where the tide's taking them. So that, that's the first thing that you have to do is you have to realize this is my money that I've got to take control of and I've got to decide how it's going to happen. And it will happen if I commit to it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but it will happen. That right there, the they're surviving, they're going where the tide's taking them. They're like that, that phrase, that phrase right there is epic because it's so true. Uh, when, I mean, like I said, I'll speak with even my own, my husband and I's experience. We were, we were what we would consider pretty good about handling our finances because when we got married, like he helped me pay off my car. We went into it with as very little debt as possible. Of course, then it was like, of course, we're going to take out a mortgage for our house. And it's like, yeah, of course, we're going to do 30 years. Like, I'm not going to try to pay this off sooner. But it's like, so we have house debt. So what? Oh, but then 0% APR credit cards come in and we don't, we can put Christmas on this. And then it's just like free money, right? But, and then we'd always pay it off, but here's the thing. We never got ahead either. Right. It was like, it was that same, like we, we would put Christmas on that and then we'd put a vacation on that and then we'd transfer it to another credit card. And then, Oh, and then, and then we pay it off with our savings because we put savings away and then we'd have no savings. And then we, and then all, all over again. Right. It would just cycle continuously. So we looked at ourselves as like, while we were handling things pretty well and maybe better than, you know, if you're going to compare yourself to other people, but even that's garbage because it's like, when it comes down to it, that's not, that's not who we're, that's not who we're living our lives for. Right. Right. Exactly. We want to live our lives for a different reason. So the going, going where the tide is taking you, there's this illusion that couples have and people have that being in debt is a freedom because you get to do what you want when you want, but the truth is. It always catches up and you end up being a slave to that debt versus that empowerment that you said right there was when you take control, when you know what's going on with your finances, right? And I think that's, I, if I have to be honest, that's probably one of the biggest, the biggest steps right there that people will struggle with is just truly sitting down and being honest with themselves in where they're financially standing. 
Why yeah. do you think that's so hard for people? Well, I think that goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the conversation. And, and honestly, you know, where a lot of my coaching starts, in fact, I've got a brand new training coming out that goes very deep into this that I've got to share with people. But it, it's all about how you talk about money, how you understand money, and more importantly, how you communicate with your spouse. Men and women think about money differently. We have different responses. We have different reactions. We have different perspectives. We have different philosophies. We have different opinions of money. That's just the way that we're wired. And until we can understand what those are, until we can communicate how we feel about those, no matter what budget plan we get on, no matter what audacious goal we set for ourselves, no matter how committed and just exuberant and excited we are to make a change, if we cannot communicate and understand, none of that's going to happen. You're just going to be yeah. fighting it, trying to make it go, trying to do it, go, 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 and never actually succeeding because you're not actually unified and not together. So the very the thing I tell folks, number one, you've got to understand how money affects you personally because money is personal, it's emotional. So you got to understand how it affects you. You have to be able to communicate those feelings to your spouse. And then you have to understand how your spouse responds so that you can balance that. You can respond to that. You can understand that versus judging it. Because a lot of times we have this instinctive reaction that we feel one way about money and our spouse feels a different way and we think that they're wrong. But the reality is they're just different. You both may be right, but until you can understand which, where each person is coming from, you're going to have opposing you know, you're, you're going to be kind of in that fight, in that wall of, well, why don't you understand me? This is important to me. Why can't you see this? Why don't you agree with this? They do, just not from the exact same lens. So it all ties back into those communication elements that if we can't talk about it, nothing else matters. Nothing else is going to happen if we can't have that communication. So it's so right on, like so right on. And people don't understand how the power of money, because like you said, there are so much, there's so much beliefs like that you have, that had, you've had ingrained in you from such a little kid all the way up until now you're married. Now you guys are supposed to do life together. And, oh yeah, by the way, agree on how you spend all your money, right? It's <laughs> right. And, but you took the premarital classes, right? So that should be fine. Like you should be good. And it's like, no, not at all. Even my husband and I, who felt like we were pretty good and we were going to handle things like very similar when it came down to it, I was the right one. He was the wrong one <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. for so long. I was so superior because I was the saver. And, and I know yep. you can attest to this too. It's like, I was a saver. He was a spender. So obviously I was a superior one at handling money. Uh, and of course, if you guys know me, this is heavy sarcasm, but it's it, the truth of when it finally hit me of like, when I would step off my horse and like, come, come to hit, like, be like, Oh, Hey, I'm wrong too. Like I have weaknesses in how I manage my money as well. So yeah. if y'all are listening to this, you do. <laughs> <laughs> it took me understanding my own faults first so that I could actually understand his mindset in how he handled money. 
And yeah. it turned out like, wow, actually I held us back from quite a bit of opportunities just because I was so scarcity mindset focused and I wouldn't trust him to take, take the leadership with our finances because I was so set in my ways of like, this is how things should be done. And we clashed, we clashed so hard for so long just with that own mindset. Yeah. It's something else that I want to point out that kind of goes along with what you said a couple of minutes ago. You know, we grow up with these ideas, these beliefs, these thought processes, and then we get married. We have to understand, combine those. I think a lot of people carry some level of guilt and shame around their money mistakes. And that's why they are so hesitant to attempt to make a change because that means they have to admit that what they thought was right isn't working. And I just want to tell people that it's not your fault that you did those things because the honest reality is you were probably taught wrong. There's a reason that almost add 10 people live paycheck to paycheck because no one really understands the right way to handle money. So your parents, your grandparents, your friends, your teachers, there's a very good chance that unknowingly and unintentionally, most of them taught you the wrong aspects around money management, or they didn't teach you period. And you just went and had to figure it out by a mistake and, and trial and error. And because all your friends are doing it, you're going to follow suit. And here you are. So I don't want people, I don't want people to feel like, well, crap, we just, we've gone, we've screwed up the last, you know, 20 years of our life. We've been in this sucky marriage and we're, we just, we've really messed this up. You've made mistakes probably, but don't, don't hold those as as you have screwed up because you probably just didn't know that you were doing it the wrong way. You know, we're here to help you figure out the right way, but I want to, I want people to understand that concept that it's not always your fault, how, how you handle stuff in the past. I love that so much because it's like, if you can't, if you can't look in the mirror and forgive yourself for how you've been handling things, you can't move forward. And then you're just stuck. Right any anything you're into like that's just marriage in general and guys um divorce is expensive so that's not the answer <laughs> just, <laughs> y'all are thinking that might be a good way out it's uh it's a lot more expensive so i would a coach I would, is much cheaper highly suggest that would not, not be the right way um <laughs> But that's, I think that that's so, that's speaking so much hope into so many people right now, because like you said, they're stuck in this for such a long time that there's almost no way out. And I know some people are listening to this thinking like, it's my spouse. Like it's because of this, it's because I can't get her or him to change. And so if I can't get him to change, then we're going to be stuck like this forever. Right. And then what do we do? And so maybe we do just need to leave. Maybe I do just need to be on my own or, Hey, maybe we need to try out separate bank accounts. I, I actually like you to speak on that for a little <laughs> Cause I, um, a lot of the women I work with and serve, uh, are very independent, awesome women. And I also, uh, they, they do struggle sharing the finances, uh, for whether that's a lack of trust, um, or a number of reasons, just, they feel like it's been working for them. Now I'll tell you my, my typical MO is I don't, I don't tell you how to live your life or how to run it. I'm going to tell you what I suggest. And from my perspective, separate bank accounts is, is not to becoming one, right? It's mine and it's yours. And while you guys think this has been working for you, 
you're not truly stepping into the true ideal of you guys working together as a couple. And so, but that's usually what I will like focus in on when people come to me and say that. So I'd like to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. So I, I'm very much in alignment with that thought process and I'll, I'll dig in a little bit deeper because there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why we do it and reasons mm-hmm. why we shouldn't do it. Um, like you say, you know, the re- most people that do that, there's, there's a definite reason either they, like you said, are independent, you know, they, they don't need someone else to tell them what to do with their money. They're independent. They can take care of themselves. They may not want someone telling them what to do with the money that they earn, that they spent the time for, that they can cover their expenses. I mean, there, there is a definite level of independence there. There's also sometimes, and this will kind of go into part of, of the reason why you shouldn't, but there usually is a, a lack of maybe trust or maybe just management ability. Maybe it's not that you don't trust your spouse, but you just know that they aren't a great manager. I know people that, that, like, that are like this. There is no issue with trust whatsoever, but they just like being able to take care of the money in their account from their job and the spouse is doing the exact same thing and not have to worry about who's managing what, combining it. It's, it's ours that we each take care of. Yep. So th- those are the, are the two, you know, two or three main reasons why people typically do split the bank accounts outside of the fact that they can't necessarily unify the money. Here is why I very strongly encourage and recommend that you do not have separate bank accounts. Like you said, you, you're not achieving that unity, that harmony, that one-on-one. Um, because as I said before, money is personal and emotional. It impacts every single area of our life. And the way we manage it says a lot about who we are. So deep down inside, if you have separate bank accounts, that tells me that you are not able, willing, whatever the actual verbiage is. I'm not going to put a stereotype to it, but there is a separation in your ability to be in 100% union harmony agreement with your spouse around your money, how you're going to manage it, how you're going to spend it for a variety of reasons. Now, this may not cause problems with a lot of couples, but there's always a sliver of separation between a husband and wife whenever their money is in different bank accounts. You, you automatically tie personal responsibility to that money. You tie personal accountability. You tie personal decisions. And you don't let your spouse take part in those. And that is where the big problem starts to arise. Is it even though it is the money that you guys make as a couple and use for household expenses and save together, put down debt together, you each are having your own responsibility, your own accountability, and your own decisions to that money versus being together. And over time, that can cause some erosion, that can cause some friction, that can cause some tension, that can cause some what start out small issues and in the right situation environment can become those money fights and those divorce conversations. And well, what have you been doing with your money? Because this is what I've been doing. This is what we agreed upon. But one of us isn't carrying our part of the weight on this. So many, so many potential problems can happen with that. So I understand why some people choose this. And like you said, I'm not going to tell you that you can't do that because it's your money, your choice. I very, very, very strongly encourage and recommend 
that you figure out how to get past those problems, those, those frustrations, combine the money, combine the management, work as a couple, because you will achieve so much more success that way. And you will avoid a countless number of potential problems that could pop up in the right environment. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. My like Clay and I joined bank accounts. Um, I want to say even like a couple months before we actually got married because we found ourselves being that like, well, you paid, well, you paid, well, I paid, well, mm-hmm. I paid. And I'm like, well, that's shitty. Like we need to, we need to, we need to squash that. Right. <laughs> right. Like you said, if that wasn't a telltale sign of how we like already were as people and like looked at each other, <laughs> it's like, it was, such, it was such an indication of like how selfish we really were. But we, we, that was a big way we solved that was like, well, shoot, we're going to be married. Let's just, let's just put it all together in one pot. So it's not a, I paid, you paid business. Right. Yeah. And so I love that you, I love that you said that because, uh, yeah, for, I have, I have some clients who truthfully, they just don't, they're ashamed. They're ashamed. I think shame came back into this too, is they're ashamed of how they handle their money and they don't want to open up that vulnerability and guys listening, vulnerability is the key to having an amazing marriage. You want to have an amazing marriage. Yeah. You have to be vulnerable. <clears throat> and I look at separate bank accounts as a band-aid to a bullet wound situation. There's something deeper within you and you don't want to face that. And you're also blocking that level of intimacy with your spouse by keeping those things separate. That's just, I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. For, for what Austin has said, it's, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. So that, thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. So the primary listeners on my podcast are women. And so, like you said earlier on, men and women think about money differently. That is Mm -hmm. just the way we are wired. So this is one of those situations where I look women in the face and I say, are you planning on being a lesbian or single for the rest of your life? And they say no. And I said, well, if that's the case, no matter who else is on the other side of that, you're going to, you're going to be with a dude. And this is a dude thing, right? Like some, we are just wired differently. And in this case, Mm -hmm. you can try real hard to change him, try to find someone else, but you're going to be running in the same thing. So acceptance of our differences would be key here. Like you said, Um, but what, just to shine some light on for the woman who's listening and is like, I just can't get him on board with the finances. I just don't know what to do or how to communicate with that. Right. Like what would be your, your advice to her and her first steps take? Oh, how much time do we have? (laughs) This is, this is the catalyst for almost every client that comes to me that this is the main reason why they seek out coaching is one spouse wants it. The other one, eh, not so much, but they both need it. And uh, okay, let me think of how to, how to condense this. I, I've got a lot of content on this. In fact, my podcast this week coming out talks exactly about this. My training is about this. So if you don't get the full answer here, I promise you I've got more content for you elsewhere. Tell them what your podcast is. The Heart of Money is what it's called. I'll put so, that Definitely. The, the, the basics of how a man is wired is to maintain control, authority, and power over all of his decisions and including his money. That's just the way that he's built. Now, those can go to some extremes, obviously. You know, if they're, if they're mishandled, if they're mismanaged, 
but they can also be very effective and very, um, a, a man can have a very strong leadership characteristic by implementing power, control, and authority. So to talk to a man about something that's personal and emotional, like money, when he wants to maintain control, authority, and power, you have to give him the space to explain with authority why he has the beliefs that he does. As soon as you begin asking him why, then he automatically associates your judgment of his power, control, and authority. And a wall instantly goes up and the conversation becomes very short because he is not willing to become vulnerable and admit that he may not be in full power, control, and authority of the situation and his money. So you have to come in and giving him the space to feel that while peeling back the layers of his emotions, of his feelings, of his thought process to understand the why behind it. Layers, There's a layers. lot of ways. There's a lot of ways <laughs> that you can do that. And I, I, I don't have time to go into all of it today, but that is the key to yeah. communicating with the man is to give him the space to explain that in a way that he does believe and that you are genuinely interested in understanding not judging or criticizing or making him feel like he's the immature spouse that should go along with your plan. Majority of the time, the husbands do not feel like they need to change anything because they've got control and they want to maintain control and they don't want to let someone else tell them what to do. That's just the reality of it. But in that moment when it's not working the way you want it to, the women have to bring the husband along to understand their security need, why they want to understand the emotions, why they maybe feel scared or nervous or anxious or apprehensive or just not safe. And the husband needs to, to be able to understand I can be in control while providing for my wife in a way that makes her feel safe and gives me the position of leadership within my household. But it's got to be approached the right way. That's, that's why I say you have to have allow him to be able to communicate what he is thinking and feeling to determine why that is so important to him. Well, I, I know so many women are cringing just hearing this right now because <laughs> the power, authority, control, right? And uh, I'm like I said, I, my, my audience and, and clients are usually there. In so many cases, the man is not the breadwinner. The woman is the breadwinner. And so this is a, and this right here, just this dynamic, because this is a very new development in our society, right? This is recent. Yeah. Woman's the breadwinner and the man may not be. And I think um, just having that to step back and it's not a matter of equality. It's a matter of the fact that men are wired to naturally lead and women are naturally wired to help and nurture. Like that is, exactly. that is and I mean, you want to look at uh, biblically, biologically, like you name it, it's there. So, um, this is why so much of my communication standards and my OBS method is own your part, give him the benefit of the doubt. And then you seek to understand because the biggest thing here is that if 
come in with a, hey, this is why my point is right. You're meeting him with a masculine energy. You're meeting him with authority in that conversation. And it isn't to say that you do not have authority or value in your home in that conversation. It is to say that you also have to know how to productively speak to him in order to get him to the point of what you're trying to do, which is be productive in the conversation. And you meeting him with like a bullying attitude or a superior attitude you guys are only just going to clash and collide. You're not going to get anywhere. Um, and Austin, I know I'd love your opinion on this too, is the whole, like, I think you hit the nail on the head too with the peeling back the layers. And that's the biggest part of that seek to understand. And my method is so often, I don't feel like the men are even truly aware of the deeper reason behind why, what they feel. Cause I mean, society speaking, men are not usually given permission to explore or even have feelings. So for a wife who can sit there and say, Hey, tell me more about that. Like, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. Like, can you help me understand why you feel that way or what, where that belief came from? Like I've watched my husband do a full 360 and been like, wow, you're right. Like I actually didn't even realize why I thought that way or why I felt that way, but I never experienced that until I could step back and actually meet him there. Yeah, I would completely agree. I think the the biggest reason behind this, you know, the way, the way that guys think, you know, they had that phrase compartmentalize, right? Number one, we don't always have the ability to express emotion. And number two, we don't always honestly feel the emotion. It just is what it is. And I told my wife so many times that she asked me, you know, in, of, on a past situation or, or conflict, or whatever, you know, how I felt like it's in the past. It doesn't bother me. I'm moving on. And it, it just, we, we do not absorb, or I should say absorb, but we do not respond and, and, um, pay attention necessarily to those, those feelings and those internal thought processes and everything else. That's just not how we're built. So it could be that you, that you don't know what the emotion is. It could be that there just simply is no emotion to it. But I do think that guys have a harder time sometimes uncovering that emotion, especially if they have subconsciously internalized it because the reality is it's in there somewhere, right? It, it may be way deep down inside and we don't realize what the emotion is because we just haven't even, hasn't even popped on our radar. Doesn't affect our chemistry whatsoever. Doesn't affect our, our mindset. It just is not existent in our subconscious, but it's still somewhere there. So yeah, peeling back those layers, um, helping guys understand why they feel a certain way. And, and there are still many times where it's just, it's just how it is. There, there may not be a, a true explainable emotion to it. That's just how I feel. And, and that's about as far as you're going to get in those instances. But I do think you're right that sometimes guys don't always know how to find the emotion if it is there. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, Austin. And this is also why, um, ladies, if you're, if you're looking for a coach to help you guys out collectively as a couple, Austin would be such a good fit for you because um, I truly do believe that men do respond better with men when, especially when I'm, I'm just speaking here, especially when it comes down to, to working with money and how it's handled. 
Um, I really do feel like uh, men, men just simply do respond better to, to men in this particular situation. So that's why I had Austin on here just to sit here and explain what he does. And Austin, I just so appreciate you and all that you do. Thank you for coming on the show today. Um, we will absolutely be putting all your links and information um, in the show notes, like I said, but oh, also tell them how else they can, where else they can find you. I know you, you gave them your podcast, but like website, you said you got a training coming up. Feel free to give them that information too, before we head out. Yeah. So there's a, probably two, three places you can connect with me the best. Uh, number one you know, is the podcast, The Heart of Money. Um, I also have a free Facebook group you can come be a part of. Um, that's at freedommoneycoach.com slash community. You can find that. And then you can access this brand new training I've got coming out probably this week um, called Six Secrets to Healthy Money Conversations. It's a video training with a bunch of other really cool pieces thrown in there uh, for a fantastic offer for folks. And you can find that at freedommoneycoach.com slash money conversations. Um, so I'll, I'll be sure and share all those links with you, Katie, put in the notes, but it was a tremendous honor and privilege to be on here. Um, it's conversation, money, it all affects us. And uh, I love having conversations about money. I love helping people have their own conversations. That's where it all starts. And it'd be a tremendous honor to work with, with some folks who want to accomplish financial independence as a couple. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Austin. Awesome interview. Hope to have you back again soon. Definitely. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. I know in such a busy world right now that there are so many things pulling at your time and vying for your attention. So the fact that you're willing to spend it with me is truly an honor. And for those of you who are wondering how you can get involved with me and get more of my content, please feel free to join my free Facebook community at Marriage Empowered. You can also follow me at Instagram at Marriage Empowered. And if you'd like to book your free consultation call, you'd like more information on how I might be able to help you in your life or marriage, and you'd like to know more about that information, feel free to book your first free consultation call with me by going to my Facebook business page at Katie May Coaching LLC. And of course, you can always hit me up on the DMs. Thanks again so much for tuning in, you guys. And all of this information is also located in the show notes. Have a fantastic rest of your day and I hope to see you back here soon.